it is another night in the canyon. The air is cool, the stone beneath you chilly, but not terribly so. Still slightly warmed from the day's sun. The fire is burning brightly at this point. You were able to gather some wood from trees that you had passed on your day's travels. Thankfully, you found a place to camp where there was a little overhang and some rocks that you could easily turn into chairs. What are each of you all doing tonight? It's been a long day. Oh, glorious DM. Yes, eight. What sounds are there? You can hear crickets in the distance. You can hear the crackling of the fire, the logs snapping and breaking. The sound of wood crumbling and falling onto the stone as it heats up and turns to ash. Off in the distance, you hear some sort of bird-like creature. You're not really sure what. But otherwise, it's just the silence of the canyon. The stars are shining above you in that deep black velvet sky. Excellent. And we've been traveling a week since Isha? At this point, it's been a little over a week, yes. Okay, perfect. Well, I don't know about the two of you, but I am sitting near the fire because that's the most cheery place to be underneath the rock overhang and I have Bessie nearby and I am petting the muzzle of the faithful robotic steed and uh, occasionally I give like a pat and tinker around with the plating and the screws and whatnot on her side and you hear me saying who's a good donkey yes this is a long travel but you are built for this and you are so good at it. Good Bessie. And occasionally I will stop and turn to the two of you as I'm stroking this mechanical animal. I think that I am sitting near the fire and um, next to Jokel and I'm stoking the flames um, and if you listen closely, I'm sort of humming this, um, a lullaby softly, or what sounds like a lullaby, and I'm just humming and taking in the sounds, and is it cold away from the fire? Yeah, if you were to walk farther away from the fire, you would notice that the air is pretty chill. While you are, while you're in a canyon, you are still technically within 
a large desert. Yeah, I'd have my cloak pulled tight. Um, and when I'm not stoking the fire, I have an arm looped through Jokel's arm, rest my head on his shoulder while I hum. Riala, I must ask, that's a lovely tune. Is it something from your childhood? Or what? It is. It's, um, a Tevanudian lullaby. Don't say. Well, I, I must admit, though Mother had many books in the library, I can't believe I'd ever read anything about a place called Tevanud. Tevanu? Uh, Tevanu is, um... It's, uh... The sun never sets. It's the city of the eternal sun. Way up in the sky. It was always... warm. And... It... It was beautiful. I give another long stroke down Bessie's snoot. <laughs> then... Why did you leave? I did not have a choice. Um... She was kind of sad for a minute. Um, leans a little closer into Jokul. Um, I was sent away. Sent away? Mm -hmm. Why? By who? My parents. Oh. My um, eyes get dim hearing you say that. Uh, they were afraid of me. And um, other members of the family didn't want the heir to the Lenoirs to be to be me. So I sent away. Well, that won't do. What do you mean? I feel like they made a mistake. Maybe. I'll never know, though. Well, I look to you after staring at Bessie for another moment. My piercing blue eyes meet you. I would say that you would be the best judge of knowing whether they were wrong or not. I was so young. 
I don't remember. When you're a child, everyone but you is right. You have to listen to your elders. I didn't really have a say in anything. They sent me away, down, down, to the other plane, I guess. That sounds sad. And you look sad. A little sad. Makes me sad sometimes, but nothing I can do about it. The lullaby was actually sung to me by um, uh, my parents didn't watch after me. It was um, a nanny of sorts. Um, Winnie. Caretaker. Caretaker, yes. Yes, yes. She was very good to me. And she was also sad when I was sent away. So it sounds that not only it was not just the children who had no say then. I guess that's true, yes. My family made the choice. I think Winnie was the only one that missed me, though. And maybe my father. Hmm. Well, I don't know much about people missing other people. But I'm assuming that you met Jokel as a result of being sent away? I did. It took more than leaving to find him, though. I did. It took, um... There were other circumstances to that, though. I look up at Jokel, like with my chin on his shoulder, and just give him a smile, bat my eyes at him. I, I return the, the, the look. If he gets close to me, I, I reach up and peck him. Quick kiss. I imagine we're, we're like having that cowboy camp out where it's just campfire in the middle, like three logs and just stones instead of logs. Ah. So, 
So there were some benefits to being sent away. Yes, and then we met, and now we are on an excellent quest to save all the missing children. Which, and I tap my finger lightly on my chin. I must say, what will we do after we rescue the children? I haven't thought that far ahead. If something is capable of abducting that many children in the span of a night, something sh that something should be able to teleport them back home as well. That is sound logic. I suppose that begs the question, while we're discussing this course of plans, the two of you, I remember that night we met, you both fell from the sky, from another plane of existence, I think you said? Yes, we. You are one of few people to accept that story and regard it as fact, rather than <laughs> us as crazy people. I have seen many strange things in the short amount of time I have left my study. Inner travel isn't, I don't know, I guess it isn't as strange. Oh, don't be mistaken. It is fairly bizarre. But I don't believe it is unheard of. But it does beg the question. You came here for some reason. You couldn't have possibly expected to be on a wild goose chase to rescue missing children. We didn't have very much of a plan. I see. So, the two of you wanted to experience the world in all of its planes of existence, much like how I am right now. Kindred spirits we are, wanderers, travelers, to experience the wide world, yes? Sort of. I just want to be with him, wherever we are. As long as we're together, it's okay. In, in this case, we were not particularly seeking adventure, but trying to get away from trying to get away from an insured fate, I guess. I'm sitting there and um, twirling my hand and there's just like Oh, it's like little magic things just like twirling around my hands and as uh, my left hand like as I turn it over there's a ring on my left finger it shines in the firelight you're, you're doing that cool like coin rolling thing but with like magic it's like do. wispy smoke yeah it's like... I always wanted to learn how to do that because it seems so cool but not coordinated enough but yeah, I'm doing that, and a ring glints in the fire. What color is this smoke? Probably gray. It, 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 instead of making magical smoke, you're just kind of peeling smoke from the campfire, like smoke bending. 
It looks like there's like a little orb of like white light, like in the smoke around it, and it's just like flitting around my hand. I'm just kind of keeping an eye on our surroundings, like leaning, like Rial is leaning into one shoulder and just kind of watching the horizon, like making sure nothing's around us threatening, just kind of like, I'm camping. I haven't done this since I was in the military. Oh God, those memories run away. <laughs> ah. The distant stare. Yeah. Thousand yard stare. Not intentionally trying to look distant from his companions, but just... Jokel, you seem to be lost in thought. What's on your mind, friend? It's been a while since I've been camping. Or, I guess, roughing it, I guess. Better than camping. Roughing it? Being out here in the middle of nowhere, just you and the elements and handful of companions. How long ago was the last time you roughed it? I paused to like count it off on my fingers, be like, um, 30 years. At least 30 years. Yes. 30 years. Yeah. Goodness. What was that old saying mother always told me? It's like cooking breakfast. You never forget how to do it. Riding a horse? It's like riding a horse. <laughs> you never forget once you've learned. Did you do a lot of camping in your younger days? Unfortunately, yes. They weren't as, quite as pleasant as this, but similar circumstances, usually. I give a bright, cheery smile, and I look dead in the eyes with Riala. You hear that? We are excellent company, while, quote, roughing it. Just smile. I'm assuming Riala knows some about, like, your military time. Yeah. She, she'd know the whole origin behind Maeve, that Maeve is basically the offspring of his horse from his campaigning days. Well, at any rate, I'm certainly glad to be here with the two of you at this point, sharing whatever company I can. Speaking of which, friends, are you hungry? Probably should eat something. I mean, if it's something small. Yes, yes, of course. And I will push up off of my feet and stand up and hustle over to the cart. And um, I pull my like cloak up over my shoulder as it's like fluttering a little bit. And I just kind of crane over the side and start like throwing stuff and like picking things out from in and amongst the satchels and whatnot. And... I come back after a little bit of time with a pot full of water and I set it down in the fire. I have some meager amounts of meat and other things and I'm just going to start like chopping vegetables and preparing a small amount of food for us to, to eat while you are all sitting there. Oh, I'd probably help. You'd like to help? Yeah. 
wouldn't let you do it alone. That would be... That would be wonderful. Mother always had me do all the cooking myself. Well, traveling together. We should share the responsibilities. Yes, I suppose that makes sense, but cooking for my friends is just such a fun experience. And cooking with friends is fun too. I had not even considered this possibility. I'll walk over and kneel next to eight and um, I'll pull out one of my daggers and start cutting up vegetables with eight. Yes, yes, wonderful, excellent. And I'll pop a potato peeler out of my wrist and start like gradually peeling layers off the potato. This is, this is wonderful. Maybe one day I'll show you how to make a manabouche. The scene that Eight and Riala are over by the cart doing dinner prep. I stand up and he kind of like rolls his shoulder, cracks his neck, and he's like, I will see about finding us some desert rabbit for, I don't know, extra sustenance. With a flourish of my hand, the ring on my finger glows and Jokel, his ring also kind of glows for a second. And basically, I'm protecting Jogel. Off I go. I'm going to go find the rabbit or something. Well, damn you for making me actually make people roll this session. So I'm going to have you roll a survival. (laughs) Um, I think when I was making you do it in the regular sessions, it was medium. So do your two difficulty. On your way out, I just call, do be careful, Jogel. I hear there are jackals in the canyon. Just kind of cock an eyebrow, be like, are those supposed to be scary? I do not know what a jackal is. (laughs) Uh, You said survival, I believe. Yep, survival, medium difficulty, so two purple. All right, and I could have sworn I had something for hunting. Uh, Nothing for hunting, okay then, so just dice. All my dice have canceled out. Why, thank you, DiceBot. All right. So you go out and wander the canyon a little bit. Um, you set some traps. You give it some time. And when you go back, the traps look like they've been completely avoided. They're, it's not like they've been sprung and your prey got away. There's just nothing there. If you would like to try again a little later, you could do that. Yeah. Uh, I can roll again if just delay f- 10, 20 minutes and do it again. Oh, no, it got it got worse. <laughs> I thought <laughs> I have two failures this time around. All right, so you go back to the campsite for a little while. You stoke the fire. You add a couple logs to it while we're all on eight or prepping. And you go back out again to check your traps and every single one of them has been sprung, but you have not caught a single thing. Um, Unfortunately, two of them were sprung possibly by something much larger than what you intended, and they are pretty much destroyed. Oh, darn. (laughs) Just look at my mangled traps and just be like, well, I guess I'm eating a potato. Just go back to camp. Jokel, I see you have come back with the same amount of food you left with. 
you might be right about those jackals. Something's out there. And I, I just kind of just, just kind of shows the mangled trap and be like, um, something's out there. Clearly bigger than a rabbit. Oh, yes. That looks like the work of jackals. Absolutely. I'm I'm sure of it. I'll have to take your word on it. The desert isn't my normal stomping grounds. We will just have to try and catch some food again tomorrow so that we might bolster our supplies for while we travel through the canyon further. It's okay. We have enough meat for food tonight and a little bit for our stores as we continue. We'll just have to try extra hard to catch more later. As long as we have something to last us through the journey. I'd, I'd rather use the what what's around us rather than tap into our supplies. I agree. Just gonna accept my failure as a hunter for tonight, sit down by the campfire and start playing with the, the snares, get them ready for tomorrow night. I feel like I'm watching Jokel try to reset the snare and like retie the rope or whatever. Part of me feels like if he's struggling, if I see him struggling, I kind of like, you know, bewitched how she would like wiggle her nose and shit would happen. I feel like I like do something with my fingers and it's fixed <laughs> if he's struggling. Just. I imagine the snares for him are kind of like the, like a Rubik's cube or like a fidget spinner. It's something just to keep his hands busy. Like he's not trying to do it correct. He's just doing something. This will work as a snare. He's trying to make himself feel useful at this point because he's failed twice um, and Rial and Aid are busy doing what's actually going to be useful. So it's kind of like, I just want to like do the stereotypical man thing. I'm going to make myself look productive. I'm not really being productive, but I'm going to try. In that case, I would not do that. I would just let him fucking have it. <laughs> Unless he's sitting there with like a tangled ball of twine, like, look, I made a snare. Maybe, who knows? Look at the stress ball <laughs> for the rabbits. So Rial and Ate, you're making dinner. Mm -hmm. While Jokel's out and about um, sitting by the fire, um, I feel like I teach Ate the lullaby. Love that. I hum the tune and I teach Ate the words and. So now you know some Tevanodian. Neat. You know the non-swear words. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yep. yep. Mother never taught me anything like this. Generally, when she wanted to go to sleep, I would give her her special evening drink and recount an old tale from her books. But usually, she would take care of herself. For the most part. Mm. I suppose that kind of makes sense. So lullabies are usually for children. Mm. I suppose that does make sense. I've never been tasked with taking care of a child. I think you would be good at it, as long as you didn't, you know, fetch poison mushrooms for them. Of course give not. You, give you a teasing smile. I would never consider such a thing. I am designed to identify and isolate poison materials to protect people from consuming them. 
She'll just nod and smile. No, I bet I think we'd be good with children. That may be. I'm unsure, though. Mother never quite told me what my actual purpose was beyond taking care of her. So now I take care of others. I was just about to ask, what is your purpose? What do you think your purpose is? What do you want? I sit and think idly. My eyes are just focused haphazardly on the uh, pot that's on the fire. Hmm. Originally, I wanted nothing more than to keep mother's study clean and tidy and tend to it for when she returned. But these days, and I'm still like peeling potato, I think I'm much more content to travel with friends and experience things with others for now. And then I drop the peeled potato into the, the pan. I put my carrots in. I'm not sure what purpose that serves, but I certainly have enjoyed meeting new people and seeing new things. And that's the important part. And the beautiful thing about it is that it can change at any time. That's true. I hope someday maybe I will find my true purpose. But until then... Purposes change. You're not one thing. When you complete something that you want to do, you find something else and that becomes your new purpose. You can be whatever you choose. And then if you don't like it, you can become something else. Wise words. I feel like that's something Mother would have said. Hmm. Something I had to learn myself. But you did learn it. Yes. It's taken a little bit of time, but I think most days I believe it. So can I ask what you want to do with yourself? That's a good question. Really just want to be safe, to help people along the way. And there's some things I, I'd like to understand. I haven't had the chance to think about these things because don't didn't really have time. We have been quite busy. Yes. And we were busy before we came here too. Maybe with enough time, we can find a library with books that might answer your questions. That would be nice. I would like that. That sounds like a great plan, then. We will find more libraries, and we will all read books. What sort of thing... Obviously, your mother taught you many things. Did you ever read anything about Celestials by chance? Less chills. <sighs> hmm. I can't say that I recall anything specifically about celestials, though 
if I were to extrapolate from the word, those would be beings from the sky, yes? Mm hmm. Hmm. Yes. You know, I came from the sky. Did you? I did. I suppose that means, in its most basic form, I'm a celestial. I don't think so. Oh, no. I came from an island in the sky. The celestials are a little bit different. Then I am sorry. I know nothing about them. But perhaps together we can learn. Definitely curious. Guess we'll find out. It's a promise. And I think that will be a perfect spot to end. Well done, everyone. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us next time, but in the interim, follow us on Twitter at Roads Uncharted. The Roads Uncharted podcast is GM'd and produced by Dax using the Genesis role-playing system published by Fantasy Flight Games. You can follow me on Twitter at GM underscore Dax. Jokul Genhorn is played by James, and Arthas, champion of Offham, is played by Neil. Riella Lenoir is played by Cole. Follow them on Twitter at Cole Morial and check out their art. Eight is played by Ren, who also composed the music for our opening theme. Follow them on Twitter at Thorny Dryad.